Welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week we sit around and discuss the music from our past. Sometimes we agree. I call it iconic. It's a 10. That riff is un- it's incredible. Clearly a 10. This is one of the most iconic songs of the 80s. Um, iconic from start to finish. And sometimes we disagree. The song sounds like something you might hear at your aunt's funeral. The absolute worst lyrics ever. With the juvenile flush on that one? <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. I'm not dealing with that crap. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, we are back with another Audible Ecstasy podcast. And this week, it's Anthony's pick. We're doing White Lines Big Game from 1980. Is it 89? 89. I think yeah. this is going to be more painful for me than I thought it was going to be. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. I am, uh, I, I too am worried of what's going to happen, so we'll see what happens. Um, anyway, guys, y'all ready to do this? <laughs> I'm ready, Anthony. I hope you got a good tagline this week, man. I don't really have one, but I came up with something on the fly. Uh, so, uh, since we're coming back from a week off, um, Rise Again, Little Podcast, Shine Again, Little Podcast, don't ever let them end the things you do. So I, like I like it, it man. That's, that's actually yeah, that's pretty good. good. Nice little tie in there, man. That yeah. is actually a very good tie in. It is shockingly good. I will take that all day long. Now, let's, uh, before we get started, Anthony, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. This might be rough for some of us. Um, <laughs> and some of these I'm probably going to be belittled and made fun of. So. <laughs> Okay, I'm uh, in danger. Jimmy, Let's do Jimmy's this. Jimmy's got a, oh my God, Jimmy has Here his own go. soundboard. It's Let it be known, now. this is not it's me on. playing some of these sounds. Chris is, Chris is making fun of sounds. Let's go with the first track. It's called Going Home Tonight. guys so going home tonight this one starts off a little slow builds into a decent rocker as i talked to anthony earlier this week this is not the one i would have chose to lead off the record because i would have gone with a little bit more of aggressive vibe on it this is this is showing the dynamics of mike tramp and the uh, band in general it goes from that soft to a little bit uh, a little bit more aggressive as the song progresses then it of course goes back down to a nice calm chill tune um i uh i think the guitar work is absolutely excellent um getting the record started i feel like it is a little slow i do still find the sound to be uh, the song to be somewhere between good and very good this one's gonna start off with a five and a half from my end chris what do you think about going home tonight 
Yeah, I actually think it's one of the better songs on the album myself. Uh, I, I thought it was a really good. No, that. I like the the good way to start the album. I thought uh, it was a catchy song. You know, kind of like right gets you going into it. I think Vito has kind of really good complex guitar solo in this one. I mean, I thought he I thought it sounded great. He, he's a highlight through his whole album. I'm going. Yeah, to say I mean that. the chorus is pretty. You know, it's pretty singable, pretty memorable chorus as far as that goes. Um, I actually am quite a bit higher on this one, and I'm not going to go high a lot tonight, but I will say I, for this one, I gave it eight. I thought it was an excellent thing. Okay. Yeah, I Fair. do. I do. Yeah. Anthony, what'd you think about going home tonight? You know, in a little defense of this album, I read this week that the guys from White Lion actually came off of touring and they weren't as happy with this album in some ways because they were really fatigued from touring. So, and I, after learning that this week, this is more of a kind of a, maybe a fatigue thing. Um, it kind of makes sense maybe why some of these songs maybe don't hit as hard as some of the other ones. You can maybe hear the fatigue. I, in them I read the bit. same thing, Anthony, and yeah. I, I absolutely feel the same way. I mean, you can you listen to Pride and you listen to this album, and it is absolutely a tale of two different bands, although the tone yeah. is still similar. Mike Tramp's worn out on this album. You can tell yeah. it vocally, period. Yeah, period. even though he still sounds good, end. but Mike Tramp always sounds good. He's got a good voice, but... Uh, yeah, you know, I just read it this week, and I was like, yeah, maybe that's why some of these songs didn't hit as well as, as some from Pride did. But there's still a couple, couple of knockouts here. Well, go ahead, I mean, and talk to us. But it's White Line. I'm going to enjoy it every time. But that's me personally. Um, you know, I like the way this song comes in with the acoustic guitar followed by those big guitars and heavy drums. Uh, nice way to start the album. Um, song itself works. Band sounds great. You know, Vito kills it on guitar, like he does. So many times, he's the highlight of the hair metal genre, and one of the highlights of the hair metal genre, in my, my mind. I don't think he got Definitely enough attention. Definitely underrated guitarist yeah, in that very genre, much so. I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if anybody gave him grief for being like Eddie Van Halen, every one of those guitar virtuosos in the 80s were like Eddie Van Halen. So A lot of them wanted to be like Eddie, didn't have the chops. He did. That's the yeah. Yeah. So, he probably gets criticized for that, but I, just, I don't think it's right. Uh, you know, Mike Trans vocals, I think they're solid here. No issues, no complaints. It's a solid way to lead the album in. Uh, I gave it a seven. I think it's a great tune. So, Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, let's move us up to track number two, Dirty Woman. It's hit the Chris. sleeper hit for everybody this week. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Alright, so Dirty Woman, this one's more like it for my ears. It's got that nice, dirty 1980s sleaze rock feel to it. It absolutely, lyrically reminds me of what the 80s was basically preaching about when it came to this hair genre. Um, I, 
honestly, I like that nasty tone. I like how he is moving back and forth a little bit more of a clean guitar line back to the distorted guitar line. And it is, I mean, it, I think it's, I think it's a fantastic, I think it's a fantastic song. I think it should have been the first one on this one based on what I'm listening on this record. Cause if you started this one right here, you kind of get that, you know, we know we're getting into hair we know this is going to be a rocker. The tone is outstanding with Vito. Uh, of course, you gotta you gotta give Lomenzo, James Lomenzo credit the basis. Uh, I mean, he's holding down a nice bass line on this song, kind of walking them home, if you know what I mean. And um, I think it's solid. I think it's better than the first song. I'm in between very good and great. I'm at a six and a half on this one, and I think that's where I'm gonna stand. Chris, what did you think about Dirty Woman? Yeah, I tell you, this one actually kind of grew on me over the week uh, or yeah. the two weeks yeah. there with time. Uh, initially the first listen i was like ah, this doesn't, doesn't fit the album at all but like but then i started listening to it there's a lot of swagger in those uh, guitar riffs man i gotta oh, say yeah. old vita he brings a swagger on this song and you're right the rhythm section does push this song really well uh yeah i didn't i didn't bother to look up the bass player's name what'd you say it was what james like, lomenzo yeah he, he actually Megadeth has a, a he oh is he really wow interesting wow. last time i saw Megadeth, he was the bassist as well well he he does a good job on this song um yeah i tell you still vocally not one of the best songs uh but i do like the fact that it's kind of got like the whole uh hair metal vibe going which they don't do a lot these guys are a little more preachy than some but like i, I do like the you know dirty woman i mean you know this is like hair sex drugs and rock and roll that's what the hair metal is supposed to be in my opinion and that's what we get here right i give it right. six i think it's a very good song so. hey fair enough you're wrong but that's okay Anthony, you know, musically, the song works. It's got a nasty groove and vibe to it. I really like all the musical components in this one, but it's the meaning behind the song itself that I don't care for because I don't think it's White Lion. And that's what I always liked about White Lion was the fact that they kind of gave you a little more. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. A little more preachiness in their music. They weren't just they didn't resort to what's that? <laughs> Preachiness. <laughs> you can say that for Queens Rock and a lot of other bands too, if you want to go that far. But uh, um, no, I feel like with White Line, a lot of times they did some stuff a little bit differently, like with Little Fighter and the song after that's about abuse, and they really made you think. And they did more than a normal hair band did. They didn't resort to cheap tricks like this, like a Poison or Molly. This is a perfect song for Molly Crew or Poison because they did this kind of sleazy rock. And I don't feel like White Lion did. Their opening song is about going home to someone you love. You know, the next song after this one is about Greenpeace and the world. And then you got about abuse later on. And then you got this song about Dirty Woman, which doesn't make any sense. It's not them. And that's the thing I don't really like about it. The meaning is what it gets me for this song. So I end up giving it a 5.5, somewhere between good and very good. And it's not the song itself. The song has a good sound to it. It's just as the band itself that I like from White Lion, what I've always liked about White Lion is I feel like they don't resort to this. So that's the reason why I gave it a little lower score for that reason. Not musically, though. Musically, it sounds great, but that's me right, That's right. interesting. Well, let me ask you this. If, if this would have been Rat we were reviewing and this song came on, would it have a higher score? It probably would. If it was Poison. So it's more just like you feel like it's, they're it's above because the this band type itself, of music. You, than the music I feel like White yeah, Lion, yeah. they... They were kind of sort of like Striper in a way, where Striper had to look, but not sort of the, you know, the nastiness like Poison and Motley Crue. And White Lime was kind of that way, too. They, they they took the look on, but they didn't really sing a lot of their stuff was not kind of like that. Their stuff was a lot different. And uh, 
that's probably what hurt him a little bit and got him lumped into the hair metal genre too because they they definitely embraced the look it's just songs like this this don't i don't think fit them personally i can tell you why they got lumped in the hair metal genre anthony it's because vito brada is absolutely worshiping eddie van halen his tone <laughs> this the way these riffs are written this is hair metal riffs and right. that's kind of this is probably why we're on two sides of a fence here because I like the hair metal for for what it stood for back in the I day. I, I, I like that I part of it too from other bands. I just don't like it from White Lion. That's me personally. Yeah, but they're they're in the hair metal genre and they're like. But they not says Tesla was in the, the hair, metal hair metal genre. Rules. They weren't really hair metal. I mean, you know. I think this was mm. another one of those bands that kind of get caught up. You're, you're going to find resistance tonight, Anthony, because me and Anthony or me and Jimmy, I think both feel the same way that these guys are a little too up on their high horse with some of their songs. And, you can say it about other bands too yeah. if you want to, but uh, I don't think so. Not quite like these guys. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody else from the '80s that that did a similar. not in the hair metal genre, you know, like that. At least bands that I listen to, I can't think of anybody else that had. You know, this type of... Well, I mean, Queen Strike had a lot of social stuff in their music. They were and they were kind of in that weird yeah. colored category throughout their stuff. They did a lot of stuff talking about... I was listening to some of them a few days ago. Post-Empire. Post-Empire, maybe so. But pre-Empire, it was kind of... Maybe. I'm just saying, I was I listening mean, to some of few days ago, and they were talking about listening to all the stuff Reagan was doing in their song, you know, and they were doing all that. So, I mean, I've heard that in them, and I've heard other bands do it, too, back in the day, so... I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's go to the good song. Let's go to track three. <laughs> Little Fighter. <laughs> Oh yeah, Little Fire. You know, this one honestly is one of my favorite, favorite songs by White Line. I absolutely love the guitar in this song. It's such a great tone, such a great vibe throughout the song. It's easy to sing along with and get into. During our past two weeks, I dove in to, to try to find out lyrically what this means. There was kind of an argument on this between two different sources or two different types of meanings. One was about a, a boat that had sank for, called Greenpeace. And the other one is possibly about the life of Jesus Christ. No, if you read the lyrics, Anthony, think about what Jesus did in the Bible, but and tell me I'm wrong. It's it's all it, it could be, but it, it is it's been always been about green the Greenpeace boat, the Rainbow Warrior. It's always been that since back in the day when I knew about it. It's I think that was even that. on the music video, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah. it was at the end of the music video. But lyrically speaking, though, it's it's it had me thinking. I'm like, oh golly, this is crazy. Well, you can think about that. Even a boxer, rise again, little fighter. If you want to put those in, you put it and do it that way too. If you think about it. <laughs> ah, not I'm out of nine. Mat. What's that? I said I'm out of nine. Chris, hit it. <laughs> the 
Did I yeah. mess your argument up, Jimmy? No, no, no. You're you're good. I just I just that's I was just that was my final point was I it could be divided between two things in my opinion. That's all. Where did you hear all that on uh you online? Song facts. Song facts. There was was it on Did you pull song facts this weekend? Yeah, we we've not been asking about that. Did they have many on this album? Or? I had there was nothing on this much on song facts. I had to go to Wikipedia for all my stuff. Okay, I was just curious because I normally you do throw the song facts out there and you haven't yet, so I didn't know if it was like a, okay. Yeah, there's well, like four me, songs from White Line on song facts, and I don't think this was one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Really? I mean, heck, you'd think this one would be, but okay. Uh, it for me. Uh, yeah, it's the best song on the album. I don't think there's any question. Not even really a close second as far as that goes. Um, I think it's the only song on this album that's good enough to have been on the first album. Like, this this would have fit in on that first album really well. Uh, yeah. And not just fit in, but, like, been a single off of this album, or off of that album, if it were on it. I, I shouldn't say. There's a couple more that probably could have been on this, the first album, but this one was, like, good enough to have been on that and been a single in their prime, you know what I mean, as far as that goes. I mean, the riffs are just so catchy. Vito just oh, yeah. crushes it on this, man. It's just like one of those that just gets stuck in your head. Uh, and Tramp, he sounds awesome. I mean, his vocals are, are his vocals are usually really good as far as that goes. Uh, they're extra good on this one. The, that chorus just, it's so singable. And it's something you only really got to hear one time and you know it. Uh, and it also passes the crank test, in my opinion. I have no problem rolling the windows down and blasting this out of the stereo as far as that goes. Nice. I was on the fence about this, but I'm gonna give it a ten. I think it's perfection for these guys, probably perfection for the genre. So, I, I'm gonna give it a ten. Fair enough. Anything? It wasn't song. It was songmeanings.com, not songfacts. Songmeanings. Yeah. yeah. So, this is one of the things I remember seeing on it. It said one of the lyrics on it says they took your life but didn't know you would never die. I mean, I, I do get the, was killed. I can. That's the reason that. why the I think that. I mean, that's the. I mean, like a boxer wouldn't die and wake back up. A boxer, a boxer would die and stay dead. You know what I mean? So you go. That's why from I thought it was possible. Dirty woman to a song about Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> again, I was about Mary Magdalene. What do you think, Anthony? I'm, I'm just saying that's another. Fighter. That's another valid point for me with why what White Lion does in their music, why Dirty Woman doesn't uh, work for them. Um, anyways. <laughs> Getting off off topic. Uh, Wikipedia: Little Fighter is a song by. White Line and was the first single released from the 89 album Big Game, rightfully so. It charted at number 52 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 12 on the Mainstream Rock Charts and number 65 in Canada, according to Wikipedia. The end of the song's music video features the Greenpeace boat Rainbow Warrior, which was destroyed by the French intelligence service while docked in a harbor in Auckland, New Zealand in 1985 and which served as the inspiration for the Steven Seagal film on Deadly Ground. In 1989, a fundraising double album was released entitled Greenpeace, Rainbow Warriors. In the liner notes for the big game album, the lyrics for the Little Fighter state in memory of the Rainbow Warrior. So that kind of seals it right there. And on their album notes, it says Little Fighter, memory of the Rainbow Warriors. So um, anyways, but you know, Jesus Christ, Steven Seagal, eh, you know. Put them together. <laughs> All right. Put them together. What do you get, right? I mean, but, I don't know. You know, I do. I do love how this song comes in with that acoustic guitar and that build up to that bombastic opening. Um, the band is on point. Zero issues. Zero complaints. Song works from start to finish. It's one of my favorites by them, and I think one of the better songs come out of the hair metal genre. Personally, it really is. It's in a 
amazing, amazing tune. So, yeah, I gave it a 10, man. I think it's perfection. All right. We're going to go to track number four. It's called Broken Home. Broken home, please someone stab my ears to stop this pain. <laughs> this is one of the worst songs I've heard this year. I'm supposed to be listening to hair metal, not a child psychologist. This one is absolutely not for me. Following up Little Fighter, this is poor placement. You can't go from Little Fighter to Broken Home and make a safe transition. It's a skipper. Very, very disappointing. I'm at a three. Chris. Chris's Flush of the Week. To be fair, there are two songs that are equally bad on this album. This is one of them. So there's going to be two flushes this week. Um, ah, man, I'll tell you what. That Okay. It, it, you're right. It's like, why is he always talking about little babies crying? And like, this isn't hair metal, man. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. He's <laughs> getting angry. Over there I know. I uh, okay, I do. Okay, the intro of this song f- sounds a little bit like that. Was it L.A. Guns that Ballad of Jane song? Ballad do you remember does. the way that kind of yeah. goes? It actually kind of reminds me a lot of that. I, okay, here's what I think. I think he was trying to maybe recreate the success of When the Children Cry with this song, and it just never happened because it kind of reminds me of that in a way. It's just not anywhere near as good as that song. Uh, I'm with you, man. I, I will say this. Vito has a pretty good guitar solo that, that kicks in in this song yeah, at some point. Yeah, it does. It's a great song. Yeah. His solo is uh, fantastic. I give it a four. Yeah, it's it's a meh for me. I mean, it's not bad because of that guitar solo, but yeah, it's a four. Uh, gotcha. Anthony, bring us back up. Uh, no, nah, man, I think it's an excellent tune. I gave it an eight, so let's move on from there. I don't want to talk about it much more than that. <laughs> I don't blame you. All right, so, track number five. I don't feel like arguing today. I'm too tired. Baby be mine.
All right, guys. So, baby, be mine. Thankfully, we have returned to a more upbeat song that doesn't yell, someone feel sorry for me. This one became better and better in the past two weeks as I listened to it more and more. I was hopeful at this point that the album would take a turn for the better, and with this track, it did. Outstanding transitions between soft, melodic parts on guitar into nice rhythms. This song is excellent and the second best song on this record as of right now. I'm at an eight. Chris? Wow. Yeah, I don't think it's the second best song on this record. At this point. At this point, it's the second best song behind Little Fighter. I, I think it's a, it's a solid song. Um, I think Vito's got some pretty cool riffage. I do like the transitions in this song from like the way it kind of into the kick-in of the chorus, you know, as far as that goes. It's weird. Like I'm not sure there's a numeric value that fits what I how I feel about this song. I think it's okay. I think it's. I'm not what? sure it's good. I gave it a five because we don't really have an okay. Uh, I mean, it's, well, okay so I think it's a good bad. song. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of. It feels a little bit like a B side to me, to be honest. But like, I feel like it's a pretty good song. I, but I wouldn't go with very good. I don't. Maybe five and a half might be a fair score for this. Oh my god. I'm kind of like re-talking myself. Into, yeah, I'm going to give it a five and a half. That's, that's between good and very good, probably. I do. So. I, yeah. I mean, I, I I think it's a standout. That's just me. Anthony, what do you think about Baby Be Mine? Uh, you know, I like the way the song kind of flows. You know, it kind of has this sort of yeah. mid-tempo-ish vibe. Then it kind of blasts into the chorus and back to it. It's a kind of a unique little sound they got going on there. Um, it's nothing really super special to me, but uh, I do enjoy the tune a lot. It's a solid tune. I gave it a six. I think it's okay. very good. It's a very good song. Fair enough. Track number six. It's called Living on the Edge. Hit it, Chris. I know you didn't get the very beginning of this, but I do enjoy how it starts out, Chris. I mean, it has similarities to the Down Boys riff by Warrant. If you guys really? go back and listen to it, I think it sounds very similar to that. And I do appreciate it because it's kind of a down and dirty vibe to it. Um, this one, once again, great 80s guitar tone. Vito throws in an incredible solo at the three-minute mark. And it's truly the highlight of this song. But this one rocks all the way through. I think this one is absolutely a great tune on this record. Um, I'm at a seven. Chris, what do you think about living on the edge? You know, I tell you, there was a song in in my head every time I listened to this that like came to the forefront of my mind. Uh, do you guys remember when we reviewed Bon Jovi's uh, New Jersey? There was a song on that album called "99 in the Shade." Yeah, uh, this song sounds a lot like that, just a slowed down version. But like 
when he was singing the lyrics, I could like hear the lyrics to 99 in the shade, like laying over top of that. I don't know. I I couldn't get that out of my head. Uh, I think you guys kind of bashed that song, if I'm not mistaken. I did. (laughs) We reviewed it. And I was like, man, you guys need to re-listen. That's a really good song. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, for whatever reason, it's like a slowed down version of 99 in the shade to me. It's a pretty good song. Vito, he, he, his solo, you know, he cranks it out, man. He does a great job with that. Lyrically, I don't really care for Tramp's vocals in this one, but but I did give it a good. I think it's I think it's good. I gave it a five. Okay. Uh, it's kind of slow. Like I say, it's a slowed down version of that song, and like I wish it was a little more rocking as far as that goes. Kind of drags a little bit. It feels like you were talking about vocal fatigue. You know, he had after that tour. This may be an example of that right no, here. True. Very true. All right, Anthony, living on the edge. Yeah, I like the groove. It's kind of a lower tuned and not as bright and upbeat as some of the other songs. It's kind of a nice touch. I kind of like that. Uh, almost like a white line version of the blues, you know, in a way. Uh, it's a great driving song. It's kind of one you just turn up the volume, roll down the windows, and go. Yeah, I dig it. It works. I think it's a seven. It's a great tune. So there you go. Excellent. All right, next track. Don't. Was it no? Let's get crazy. Track seven. <laughs> I know, Chris, you didn't get the very beginning because the, the very intro has that. It's a little bit softer uh, volume. Um, however, I do enjoy how, it's, how this song starts out. It absolutely starts with pure Van Halen worship. It almost has that hint of eruption at the very beginning of this record or the song. And then it progresses into more Van Halen, Hot for Teacher. And then, and you you guys, I know y'all yeah, all it's, can feel I'm the Van Halen vibe. I'm the one. Song. It's, I'm the one. Well, it's, a, it's a clone of that the, guitar well, solo the at the bass, beginning of that. The bass, uh, I mean, the drum part is absolutely hot for teacher. Absolutely hot for, I agree hot that, for yeah. teacher. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, this is this is what I like to see uh, or like to hear from a band kind of showing their love. Everybody knows Vito loves Eddie Van Halen. He loved him. And um, this is pure worship. I, I love the, even though I'm not a huge fan of, of a lot of Tramp stuff, his David Lee Roth style scream to start this song off, I think it's great, dude. I know it may not fit his style. It is awesome. Um, this song is fun. It's a highlight on this record, and it's paying homage to the uh, one of the greatest bands of all time. I'm giving it a seven. I think it's great. Chris? I agree with you. Um, yeah, that's what I gave it to. I think, I think it's a great song. 
I mean, it is stolen. We mentioned the songs. Like, it's it's stolen straight from Van, Van Halen to the point I'm surprised there's not a lawsuit involved. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, it's that identical to it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Vito absolutely highlight on that. You can't give this a low score. I mean, Vito no. just absolutely rips it up on this. Uh, I will say, lyrically, it, it was kind of a fun chorus. It wasn't anything, like, spectacular, but, like, it was it was good enough. Song, it was man. fun. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you, man. I think it's a seven. It's it's one of the better songs on the back half of the album. All right, Anthony, let's get crazy. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the song works. It's on point. It's everything you guys have said. It works really well. Vito's going off. I gave it a six. I think it's a very good song. Um, I okay. like it a lot. And uh, a lot of Van Halen worship, but there were a lot of bands back then worshiping Van Halen. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, but they were not all, all of them were capable of sounding that good with it, no, too. So, I mean, that, this no. is Vito, man. He's This is I why mean, he's such a great guitarist. I've been listening yeah. to that uh, Martin Popoff podcast, and uh, he's talking about guitar tapping where it started. And there's like three generations before Eddie and after Eddie. And this is the after Eddie Oh yeah, era, you know. So oh, I didn't realize there was actually guitar tapping in some music back before Eddie Van Halen, but uh, there, there were was. some bands that did it. But uh, yeah, so a lot of people were worshiping Eddie Van Halen in the eighties, and you know, but uh, nothing wrong with that. Killer tune, I like it. It is. I probably went it a little is. lower than I needed to go. I probably should have gone with the seven on that one myself. That's a great one, man. It's a great song. If you just told me there was a song on this album that Anthony rated lower than both me and Jimmy, I'd been surprised. But I was. <laughs> but here we are. Well, I've hey. got two. There's two actually. Dirty Woman too. I went lower. Yeah, you did write. Dirty. Yeah, well, you know. That's true. I I get it. I get it. So here we go. Track number eight. Don't say it's over. Don't say it's over. This is, and you guys, this is this is how this week went. So y'all know I, I I usually listen to this whatever the pick is on Sunday afternoon, and I just jot down my initial thoughts of her song, and then I see if it changes throughout the week or the throughout the couple of weeks, depending on what it is. Hear me out on this one. All right, this is a mid-paced rocker, decent groove to start, but it be, quickly becomes a wine fest with Mike Tramp. After a couple of verses, the song kicks it up a notch, but. This one actually grew on me the past two weeks because it it actually has a, a really good, easy to sing along vibe to it. Um, I got into it after, like I said, multiple listens. I you know I gave this one a uh, 
Oh my God. I think originally I was probably going to be around a five, but this one turned into be one of the stronger tracks in my stronger tracks in my listening experience. As far as compared to the rest of the record, I'm at a seven. I think this song turned out to be great. And that's where I'm at. Chris, what do you think about don't say it's over? I'll be a little Stockholm syndrome on that one. Jimmy. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Dude, yeah, it, I, it's, I guess I was listening to some, I don't know, man. I, I, it, it grew on me. I just, I, I really thought, like, I wrote down, he's whining too much at the beginning of this. I was like, eh. And then it just grew on me. I, okay. I, 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 by the way, I actually think it's a pretty good song, too. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure I'm going to go with the seven. Uh, I think it's got a pretty good uh, chorus. I agree with you. It's something that kind of, like, sticks with you. Uh it feels a little B-sidey to me, if I'm being honest. It doesn't feel like a like a strong song. I kind of feel like Vito kind of pulls it up a notch with his riffs and his solos, which he always does. Um, I, I did. I initially had a five, but I'll be honest. I think it may be a little better than that. I, I'll probably bump this to a six. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, it's very. It's, I was it's getting good a little very good to be honest. With I was you. getting a little fatigue at this point now i'm listening to it so i think maybe and maybe i wasn't in the best mood yesterday when i was writing some of these scores down too i was just wondering maybe that's guys. where i was on friday when i was I, doing you wonder that. sometimes don't you i think i think it just depends on how, how you're feeling? feeling when you when you when you write this stuff out and, and then sometimes you go back and listen to it the next day and you're like ah, i was a little harsh on that so that's and i think I maybe i was a little harsh on it i'm gonna give it a six i think it's a very good song it's not much okay. more than that but but uh yeah, I know what you mean. You're kind of right about that, Jimmy. It, it, early on, I was just like, ah, this is filler. And then, like, the more I'd listen to it, I was like, eh, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's never going to be, like, a single quality uh, or anything, but but it's not bad. Yeah. Right, right. All right, Anthony, what do you think about Don't Say It's Over? Yeah, the guitar work, the harmonies, they work great. And Mike, once again, nails it on vocals. It's a solid white line song with more incredible guitar work. I mean... I wrote this in my note. Vito really needs to be remembered as one of the greats of the hair metal genre. He really does. He was amazing guitar player. He's still um, alive, just to be clear. <laughs> I know he's not playing anymore. He had some injuries and stuff. There's an article out there I found on Vito. I read a little bit of it. And it's kind of a sad story of some of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's had some rough times. He's had a rough. Yeah, he's had a rough go. It wasn't. I don't think it was drug related. It was more other. Injuries and hurt his hand, and he couldn't play anymore. Yeah, he was a big depression. I think it's maybe one of his somebody died in his life or something too. Maybe caused some issues, something like that. I can't remember the whole story, but um, anyways, yeah, I gave it a six. I think it's very good, but it's one of those like I could probably push it, put it at a seven. It's more of a great than a very good in my mind. But when I did my review, I did my reviews on Friday, so I get them out of the way for the weekend, and maybe I was a little more tired that day. I don't know, but. But like I said, guys, I always do like a just a quick listen to the album on Sunday afternoons at some point, and I write down the initial thoughts to see if anything changes. And like I said, this one just grew on me, and I thought it turned out to be solid for so, for a really good, you know. That's not a bad idea, man. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. It, just seems do, like, it just sees how it grows, you know. And I like just I keep said, it in my head throughout the week and kind of as I'm listening, I'm like, it's a seven, it's a five, it's a six. And then as the week the goes way. on, I'm like, just a five, you know. I we'll listen see. to all music now that way. I'm like, if it's on the radio, I'm listening to it. I'm like, what would I give this? You know, like I do the same thing, man. And like, there's things I, I do write down as I go because I don't want it to forget about it. Because if it's something gives you an initial thought, I don't want to forget about. Like when I heard this, the Eddie Van Halen worship on the previous tune, I was like, oh my god, this is absolutely hot for teachers. Uh, drumming. <laughs> I knew, I knew both. I was like, there's no way I'm sneaking this by without you guys mentioning it. Everybody's gonna know this. That's yeah. why I keep oh, yeah. my notes oh, yeah. on my phone. I keep my yeah, Google Docs right, on my right. phone so I can just jump in there and type. 
type stuff in when I want to. See, that's, and I keep, I, I use, uh, what is this, OneNote. I use OneNote on my, I do the exact same thing. I keep everything digitally yeah. and I always have it with me if I can type it as I go. So yeah, man, right. it's it's a good thing. All right, <laughs> we're about to derail. Let's go to the next track, track nine. It's called If My Mind Is Evil. Hit it. Based on the previous songs, I'm pretty sure Anthony's not going to like this one. So, <laughs> I will tell you right now, this is how I wrote down, oh yes, we now have a little George Lynch worship going on because of the guitar tone. Absolutely. This is absolutely pure docking, uh, riff-wise, and it grabbed me on the first listen, and in my opinion, I think it's one of the most rocking songs on the album, and uh, Vito, on point, song makes me want to bang my head. It's my sleeper of the week. Excellent to my ears. I'm at an eight. Chris. Damn, you stole every one of my <laughs> notes, dude. <laughs> Even the same score. Yeah, oh Dawkins sounding riffs. Uh, in quotes, have I mentioned Vito is the saving grace of this album? Mm. Uh, coupled with a solid chorus. I actually like Tramp's vocals in this one. They almost have that evil sound to he them. Does. You know, he does. He sings it different, man. Yeah. Yes, it fits the, it fits the tune. I mean, this uh, it's also my sleeper of the night. That guitar solo is fantastic on this song. Uh, yeah, it's a really good song. So, strong tune. I'd probably bump this up a little higher in the album, but yeah, it's, it's at the nine spot. I gave it an eight as well. I think it's an excellent song. Yeah, and it's my sleeper as well. All right, Anthony. If my mind is evil, hit it. Yeah, you know, I enjoy the crunchy guitars throughout that intro. I dig that nasty groove. You know, White Line had enough talent they could pull off a song like this and make it work. And once again, they kind of strip away all the bright pop and kind of give you something a little more down and dirty, which I do like a lot. Also love Vito's solo on this one, the bits of bass sprinkled about. Uh, you know, I've set it off to man. There's no real issues, no complaints. I dig it. I'm bumping this one up too from a, from a 7 to an 8. I'm going to get an excellent. Give us a 24 on this there one. There we so. go. Absolutely. So, like I said, I must have just Friday morning, I was going to get my review in and must have been... I hear it listen uh, now, like I went too low on oh, that. Dirty, that song just it's just a dirty, 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 dirty take riff. From the first <laughs> listen on this one, I was oh, yeah. like, yeah, I was hooked is, too. Is, I knew yeah, I was right like, here. Jesus, so, I'll make it an massive. eight and excellent. I'll easily make it that. But uh, it's, it's you know, it sounds like it's more about preachers and stuff. And thank God for the preachers in the eight, 80s, like Jimmy Swaggart and stuff, because <laughs> we've got some killer tunes because yeah. of those guys. Miracle <laughs> Man, are you kidding me? Oh, Miracle yeah. Man, um, I think Maiden had a song. I think Priest might have had a. There's a bunch of guys that had a bunch of songs out there about that stuff, and you know. Oh but, my God! Uh, All right. Excellent, excellent, man. That, that's that was actually a oh shocker. metal church. That's the one I was trying to think of. Fake healer. Yeah, that's fake healer. Classic. Yeah. Oh my god. Was it All fake right. healer? Yeah, yeah I, think I think it's off of the third third album, right? It's not Blessing off the dark. It's off the next one. Blessing in disguise. Right, right. Was Great. that about the the preachers? Right? Was that fake healer? 
I think yeah. so. They did a song about that anyways, Metal Church did too, so I can't remember the name of it. Heck Let's yeah. See. All right, On track 10, next. kids. <laughs> this one rocks. Radar Love. Every now and then, we come across a band that can do justice to a cover song. This song is better than the original in my ears. Amen. It was a single (laughs) that found great success for White Line. I have always loved their version of this. In my mind, White Line now owns this song. It's easily a standout track because it's an outstanding cover. I can't say anything bad about it. I want to give this a 10 because I feel like this is perfection. But it's a perfect cover. <laughs> because it is a perfect cover. Absolutely. I'm torn though, guys. I really am. I don't, I mean, it's it's a minimum a nine. Do I justify a 10? Because it is better than the original. Vito's little tappings and little riffs he does in between the courses are outstanding. And they're look they're just like hidden there. And don't and don't, don't it's hiding in plain sight. Well, the drummer's yeah, outstanding. He's I mean, killing it on this one. I mean, honestly. My original review, and depending on what you guys end up doing, I'm at a nine, and I am not opposed to go to ten on this. I'm at a, I think it's outstanding. I think it's outstanding, and it's by far one of the best covers of any song I've ever heard. Chris, what do you think about Radar Love? Well, I'm at a nine as well, Jimmy. So if, if you're looking at my... Uh, uh, I'm just curious to see how you guys on this. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, but it's, yeah, it's cool. I think it's... Obviously, this is better than the original. I agree 100% with that. I think Tramp's vocals are awesome. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, probably the best vocal performance on this record is in this song. Yeah, he, he really does sound he fantastic. He absolutely loves this. And I'll take it a step further. About a year ago, I was I was scrolling through YouTube, and and I saw a clip of him. You know how they have these Monsters of Rock cruises and stuff? I'm not yeah. sure they still do. They did before COVID. And uh, he, was, he was on... He was on some island. He wasn't like he they were docked, but it was part of that whole weekend I guess they were having or whatever. And he was performing this song and dude still can hit those notes like effortlessly. The guy has still has has a tremendous voice. Um I mean it's, you know, it's not caught, he doesn't travel with White Line anymore. It's just Mike Tramp now, but but uh yeah, man. I mean, he can still hit those notes to this day. I think, uh, like you said, this was, I remember this one being on MTV back in the day or oh, yeah. Yeah. on the radio and all that. Uh, 
it was always kind of one of my favorites by these guys. I didn't go 10 just because I'm not sure it's iconic, and it is a cover. But, uh, yeah, I think a 9 is fair. I kind of like the, those motorcycles at the beginning, too. That's pretty cool, yeah. man. There's not too many bands. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Motley Crue. incorporate that in. It sounds great. I mean, yeah, non Crew and Poison did it a couple times, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Definitely. All right, Anthony. What did you think about Radar Love? Uh, Wikipedia. This was from the song itself, the one from Golden Earring. Um, the song is written from the point of view of a truck driver who says he has some sort of psychic connection with his girlfriend, Radar Love. He senses that she urgently wants him to be with her, and it makes him reckless. His recklessness causes him to have a fatal accident, but even in the afterlife, the song's narrator and his lover still have Radar Love. So, gives you an idea of what the song was about. And I didn't realize Golden Earring oh. was a, uh, they're the same, was it Dutch? That the white line is? Am I right? Is that the right? I don't know. I think the rest of them are American, but yeah. But anyways, they were a, they're the same band from over in that area too. That uh, like Mike Tramp is from and everything. I didn't realize right, that. Right. Denmark. He's from Denmark, I believe. Denmark. Yeah, that's it. They're they're from that same era area era area. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, but uh, and according to Wikipedia, this song has been covered more than five hundred times. Wow. Not better than that. There's a there's a website out there called uh, radar-love.net. I didn't look into it, but I know REM has been a band that covered this song. Be oh, interesting an REM version of this song. Oh, I want my radar <laughs> love. Yeah, I can only imagine. But uh, <laughs> anyways, um, oh my god, uh, I I do love the cover of this song. I think it's better than the original, in my opinion. Heavy, louder. The drum work and guitar work are on point, especially the drums. I mean, the drummer is just going off at parts in this song. If you got to remake a classic, you can't do it much better than this. It's a true highlight in the album and White Lion's career, personally. It's it's a nine for me, too. I think it's an outstanding song. And I won't give it a ten because I can't say this is a perfect White Lion song because it's not a perfect White mm-hmm. Lion song. It might be a perfect Radar, you know, a Golden Earring song back in the day, but... Um, mm-hmm. It's a nine for these guys, though. It's it's an incredible cover. So, fantastic. All right, let's round out this last song, track eleven, "Cry for Freedom." Chris. Cry for Freedom. This one on this record is the worst song. This would have been my flesh, Chris. It's actually going to be my second flesh. I know it's a single. (laughs) This is crazy. It was one of their third third single, third and final single, I think. 
Uh, yeah, for America, it is. It is. For history this is of their career. Yeah, I, I will say, oops, I hit my speaker uh, or my mic. So, I, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's a terrible, horrible ending to this. Just a promising second half of a record that really rocked. I don't know, and I, I think this is what happens. And you guys know how I feel about song placement. This shouldn't have closed. They should have closed Radar Love and left you rocking. I don't want to feel yeah, sad when I go closer. out on. A, I don't yeah. want to feel sad when I go out on a record, and I, I, and it just I think it takes away from this experience. They probably could have put this one in between. Don't say it's over, and if my mind is evil, because you go from a soft song, then you go into something crazy and hard. Maybe that'll work a little better, but I don't know, guys. I think this is the well. I said it. It's it's the worst song to end this record on. I would have. I, I literally would skip this every single time because of Radar Love is so great. It does not surpass. It doesn't come in anywhere close to the greatness of that song. And it's very forgettable. And that's why this score to me is, I mean, I, I was in between disappointing and mad because it's a disappointing ending and I just never could get into the song. I think it's a, it's, it's just a terrible, terrible ending for what the second half is a very strong record. I'm at a three and a half. I know it's terrible, but I just, I could not get into this one at all. Chris, cry for freedom. Chris's Flush of the Week. I know Anthony. I'm sure you're, I know Anthony. You're I'm, not, I'm not even going to get into the argument on this one. I'm going to get my Wikipedia and that'll be it. That's fair enough. Okay. <laughs> you, you're welcome to take up for it if you want to. Uh, yeah. I'll just say, like, I don't want to pile on, but what is it with this dude always talking about freedom and crying children that's and all this stuff? That's what White Lion did. That's why I liked them so much. They were different. Yeah, than that's why I dislike them so much at times. A lot of the hair metal genre back in the day didn't do stuff yeah, like this. That's why I liked them so much. Okay. They, they gave enough. you more than just sticking it in a hole kind of thing. Like some of these I, other I just, guys. I just it. feel like these guys are a little too strong with their activism sometimes and maybe just need to lighten up and play that's hair what metal I like, like everybody it. else. Yeah, need a okay. band to do that occasionally. Some bands. It's it's whiny. It's boring. It's the longest song on this album by, well, pretty close. Time. I mean, I well, guess Radar Love was. Radar Love's the longest. Yeah, second longest. No, it's not. This is longer. This is six point yeah, nine seconds long. Yeah. And, and guess what? It like fades out, and then they come back in for like more of it at the end too. It's like, what are it's they just doing? Just let the end. The you know, like, yeah. And even Vito, man, he's he's got a, a good solo that kicks in in this. But, like, I don't think that even saves this song. It's just too whiny. It just drags on too long. You're right, man. Don't end the note on... It's a downer, man. It really is. This is about apartheid. I mean, these guys are always, like... Yeah, Reaching right. out there and trying to, like, change the world. You're not going to change the world, Mike. Just, like, have fun and put us stuff we can enjoy. There's you know? plenty like, of bands having fun. We need a band or two to do stuff like nah, this occasionally. I don't know, There's plenty man. of... Just, if you want the fun, and go to Poison, go to Motley Crue, go to those guys... <laughs> They were so, doing your fun rock, and I enjoy those too. But I like a band sometimes that steps up a little bit to the mic. I really do. I I'm not sure this neat. is the genre for genre for that though, man. What I mean, were they supposed I, I to do this music in the '80s though? I mean, if they're trying to play this style of music. What were they supposed? They could have to made do? pop rock, Anthony. I mean, they could it wouldn't have like, worked in pop. It wouldn't have worked at all. This if kind of you want to like start giving social social messages, don't be hair metal. I mean, there was like REM probably did one hair gone. metal, and they were like, or Bruce, or you know, just people that like. Want, or, I mean. Go heavier, you know, maybe like because if you're a Judas Priest style band, you might get away with this kind of stuff a little That's better. Maybe fair too, or like a Maiden or something like that. I mean, those guys possibly, like, yeah. Because most know, of this that is heavy, heavy stuff deals with this kind of subject matter. 
you know, most of this kind of bands don't. Well, Napalm so Death it, is one of those political people like that, Anthony. They, I, I gave it a, they or even like Rage Against the Machine. There's plenty of bands yeah, out there. Right. Plenty, plenty of styles that like can, you can do that and people, but like hair metal just doesn't fit that at all. Uh, for me, like I gave it a mad because I mean, I, I don't think anything's bad on this album personally. I do think Vito can, even that the solo is good on this, you know, it takes a little while to get to it, but like once it does, it's, it's a pretty good solo. Um, and uh, Tramp's vocals are always on point. He's never out of tune. I mean, there were a couple of times he t- sounded tired tonight, but as far as that goes, he, he, he's always got pretty good vocals. So there's nothing bad on this album, but, but it's a meh for me. And I, and it's not a great way to, Radar Love would have been such a good closer. It would have. Should, probably should have flipped him. Yeah, maybe put it like before if my mind is evil. That would be a good spot for it. Anyway, that's that's my mind. All right, Anthony. Tell uh, us where we went wrong. Wikipedia, Cry for Freedom is a power ballad, of course, by American Danish glam metal band White Lion. The song was released as the third single from their album, which peaked at number 19 on the Billboard 200. The song was released in 1990 and charted at number 19 on the Dutch singles charts as well. Cry for Freedom is a political song about apartheid in South Africa and is one of many songs from the band that address social or political issues such as uprising to oppression. Um, I gave it a 9. I think it's an outstanding tune. Um, I really like it a lot. Uh, Vito's guitar solo is one of his best. I love it. I love how he seamlessly puts that guitar solo into this song. And it doesn't intrude into the song, which he does so well. With all these power ballads, you get them, and you, you know the guitar solo's coming, you expect it. And they sound good most of the time, but he's got a way to really make that thing punch and so seamless and perfect. Um, I love it. Um, Mike sounds great. I think it's a solid way to close the album, but I'm like you. I could see switching it, send you on a higher note, a little lesser note mm-hmm. on that. I could see that, but yeah. I think it's an outstanding tune. I really like it. and Maybe they wanted to do this sort of stuff, this political stuff, and they made the hair metal thing, sort of like Striper did, where Striper wanted to preach their Christian message, and they tried to put it in a package that would get to more kids and to more people at the time because they knew radio airplay on MTV and things like that were, this was the way to get on MTV, looking like this and sounding like this. Maybe they thought they'd get their message out a little better if they could have that package, like Striper did with their Christian stuff, that they'd get out more people. You know, instead of alienating fans by doing like a napalm death or something like that. So. Well, Anthony, I, I agree with that to an extent. I think that though, the striper, though, you knew what you're getting as soon as you got that. You knew you were going to get a, the message of God through them. Whereas here, Maybe. you listen to White Line, you see these videos, you're not expect, you know, from the first album, you're expecting them to be more, more in line with the hair but, folks. But you if know. you go back to their very first album, they have a song like something for El Salvador on there too, on the very first album. So they were doing this even on their very, when you first got their first album, they were doing this kind of political stuff there. So you knew what you were getting into when you were listening to them from, from day one. So Right. What was the song about El Salvador? Do you remember? I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Something about it. I think it was El Salvador. It was one of those countries that a lot of stuff going on down there. So, Oh, but anyways, I guess I'm called Valhalla. That's really good on that first album too. So really, about thinking, is, are you talking about the uh, the one with Wade and No, that's the second around? album. Was that their that's second? Okay, that's their second. I didn't album. realize. Prize I thought that was their first album. album. Okay, yeah. not bad. So anyways, right, Jimmy, let's hit the All right, guys, final thoughts on this one right here. The revisit to this album was an absolute awakening and realization of my team memories failing me. 
prior listeners record, I swore this was as good as Pride, but the truth is, it's not as good as Pride. Pride is a far superior album in my in my ears. The album was a letdown to an extent, with mediocrity of, to the, of a few songs on this record. Um, vocally, the album just didn't do it for me. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because Tramp was tired. Um, of course, I'm not a huge fan of White Line. I'm not a huge fan of Mike Tramp's vocal style. I am a huge fan of Vito, and I'm a huge fan of his style, though. Um, it's full of Van Halen worship, and I do love that. Um, the guitar solos make me smile. The guitar tone makes me smile. And there are a handful of songs on this that absolutely just made me, God, this they've got so much going for them. And then there's a few that just bring the record down in my ears. Um, vocally, it works sometimes. But with some of this social commentary that he's got going on here lyrically it kind of lets me down a little bit because i do want to hear more of a the hairstyle is what i want to hear and like we like we discussed earlier i kind of want to come to the come to the plate and i want i expect to hear something about you know sex drugs and rock and roll when it comes to hair metal and i get it but white line is not that band although they do throw a couple of tunes on there to, to satisfy that you know scratch that itch if you will um i do feel like you can get a better white line experience with pride or simply a greatest hits collaboration album. Um, overall my rating is not horrible, but it is pulled down because of broken home and cry for freedom. It comes into being a 6.7 and honestly I'm good with that. I think it is somewhere between very good and great. And, uh, that's how I'm standing. Chris, how did your, uh, how did your listening end up? Yeah, it uh, it reminds me a lot when we did that invasion of your privacy review. Uh, yeah, we talked this, about it. Yeah, yeah. This was not as as good as I remember it being in, in my ears on a second listen, uh, and I hate to say that, but I mean it's that's what it is. Um, you know, Anthony, I, we were talked about how like I, for whatever reason, I every time I tried to listen to this, I just kind of like, I, I mean, I, I I listened to it, I powered through, but there's nothing I was really excited about playing when I like was gonna go on a you know long drive or something. I was like, ah, I gotta, I gotta listen to this thing, and and I did, but and it was pretty good at, at times. And there, I mean, there were like back half, there was like Radar Love, If My Mind Is Evil. I thought those were really solid tunes. Obviously, Little Fighter is a great song, um, I, and I enjoyed the the intro song as well, but. There was the rest of it to me was just kind of like mediocre and kind of B tiered stuff. I think Vito's awesome. He's always awesome. He's going to pull any song up. That's kind of what he does. Uh, we've touched on the activism already. I'm not going to go there again, but sometimes that just kind of grates on my nerves. Uh, but I, you know, the overall theme, I remember because I've got a pretty good long commute. You know, I get to work remotely a lot, but, but when I have to drive, it's a pretty long commute. And I listened to this album last Wednesday, I guess. And you know how like Spotify, once the album's over, it'll just start playing other stuff. It just keeps, you know, going. I got about 20 minutes worth of music after that. And everything that played after that was better than what I just listened to. Like every song. And I was just like, wow, that, that kind of says something to me. Like, I mean, and it was stuff that we, I don't know why, but like Queensryche, uh, Walk in the Shadows was the first song. And then uh, Big Guns by Skid Row. And then. Uh, I think like a Night Ranger song. I don't know why that came on, but like, uh, but it was just like, coming on. <laughs> but like, it's just, everything was better than what I just listened to in my ears. And I was just like, I think that says a lot. 
Um, I gave it a six point two overall. I'm not even sure that's accurate because I'm not sure I'd recommend this to anybody. Like if they say, "Hey, should I get this album?" I say, "No, get Pride." Is what I would tell them. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, but I'll leave it there. It's six point two. That's that's a shade above very good. So uh, that's probably more than kind for this album. But that's where I'll leave it. All right, Anthony. Overall thoughts. You know, I was while you guys were talking, I was looking up their first album. I'm trying to think of that song. It's called El Salvador. But their first album is called Fight to Survive. So, I mean, right off the jump, they've got a album's called that, for goodness sakes. And they got songs like Cherokee on here, Fight to Survive, All the Fallen Men. Is it the the same one that Europe Europe did, is it? Road to Val. No, no. Road to Valhalla. I mean, they got a lot of songs like that on their first albums. You kind of knew from the jump what you were getting into with this band when you heard their first album. But, um, anyways, this one kind of surprised me a bit, too. Um, I honestly thought, since this was one of my big bands back in the day, that I would be firing off eights, nines, and tens and screaming at you guys um, left and right. <laughs> um, I didn't, but that doesn't. It's not a knock against the album for me. It's just that the album as a whole isn't as strong as I remember it being. Um, does that hurt it? Does it make me want to listen to it any less? Does it make me want to not recommend it? Absolutely not. Far from it. If you like this band, if you like the hair metal genre, if you like solid music with big guitars and drums and all those things that made arena rock popular, you can't go wrong with this one. Um, I can easily recommend it. I would say start with Pride first, go to this one, maybe jump to a couple other ones around it, Main Attraction and Fight to Survive after it, maybe in that order. I think Main Attraction had a few hits on it too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and we'll try and keep the you know the lion motif going as much as we can too with Big Game to Main Attraction and... I don't know what's the next one we could use. So chasing right. carcasses, I don't know. But uh, anyways, good album. <laughs> Actually, chasing carcass would be a good name, or dead carcass would be a good name for a death metal album. Uh, anyways, <laughs> chasing carcass, I like it. Final rating is uh, seven point five, which Aye. puts it just past great, and I'm more than fine with that. I think it's a solid tune. I bumped that up from a seven point three, so because okay. I, I changed my rating a couple of times, so I'm fine with putting it between. You know, was it great and excellent? Is that right? It great now. Yeah. Between great I can't and excellent. Now, but yeah. Yeah. So. Do you guys right. think it's at all possible? And I, I've, knowing what I know about these guys now, I don't think, I, th- I think the answer is no, but is it at all possible that this was like a, like a veiled drug reference, you know, white line, like, like a line of cocaine <laughs> with, or something? I mean, is it possible? Not what about. No, I don't think so no. either. Now, knowing yeah. I know about these guys, I think it's probably more like it's an endangered <laughs> species and we're trying to save That would be a thousand times, I bet you, more like it's an endangered yeah. species and that's why they call themselves white line. Because they, maybe they felt like they were an endangered species playing this, trying to be this politically upbeat or, you know, in a hair well, I mean, genre. And you look at like the album cover, nobody's mentioned that yet, but it, you know, here it's like, the White House in the background, and you got like a lion looking through like a wheat field or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like what it's is crazy. that about? Uh, yeah, it's very political. Wow. All right, ladies, I've got a uh, I got a pick to do for my uh, for our next listen with the music. Here we go. And in this corner, weighing in at approximately two hundred pounds. Is the master of metal, the guru of guitar, and a lover of all things harmonica. He's our fearless leader. It's Jimmy with his pick of the week. week, week. Yeah, 
got a little rocky music going there for us. All right, so prior to the podcast, Adrian, uh, prior to the podcast, we all we know that we're we're going to be taking next weekend off for the holiday weekend, and it's going to be an extended listen for this pick. And the guys have suggested we get something that's a little bit fun, something easy to listen to. I'm going to give these guys a challenging listen for the next two weeks. This is probably one of the heaviest albums to come out of 1989. It is a pure thrasher piece. And it's arguably, no, 1990. It's 1990, I believe is what it was. My bad. And it's still an absolute slaying album. You guys have two weeks to warm up to this band. We've never reviewed them before. It's Tom Petty, Full Moon Fever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, thinking, it's, it's it's an upbeat album, guys, and it's absolutely a great I album. I revisited this, this last. We haven't done we haven't done Tom. That's funny. I'm thinking this week we haven't done Tom Petty. Well, I mean, obviously, me being a metal guy, Tom Petty is a uh, one of my favorite <laughs> artists from the '80s, and um, and I did have a I do have a few other albums that were more hair. But since we're taking two week vacation on this one, I want to make sure it's a fun listen. I think this is arguably one of his better albums in his discography from my perspective it's kind of like a greatest hit isn't it when you look at well it's got a bunch of singles on it man and it it absolutely is a great i mean there's a couple songs that are you know yeah meh meh but uh there's a ton of great songs on i think it's gonna be a fun listen for you guys for the next two weeks and it certainly is a great labor day weekend listen so you know that's what i was thinking too you know what i mean so yeah guys let's let's uh let's throw a little tom petty out there the late great tom petty so we got free falling, won't back down, running down a dream. Oh, dude, uh, it's full. It is full of hits. That's about the only ones off the top of my head that pop. So maybe, maybe it's not a ton of hits on this, but yeah. <sighs> it's great. Okay. Well, you know what? If you haven't listened to it in a long time, this will be a this will be a good uh, refresher. Because um, I mean, it's got it's arguably going to have three of his biggest hits, right? Yeah, definitely. It'll help the score. All right, guys. <laughs> Anthony, what do you got going on this week? Uh, the Summer of Love is almost done. Ten Cup Chalice this week, and then I think Life is Just a Tire Swing the week after. So, and then it'll be Dude. done. Then I'm, I'm back to regular episodes again. I guess my stuff lined up. Yeah, hopefully I can get them done. So, hope nobody's um, checked out on me too much on that one for the summer. I just needed a break. So, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, obviously it's it's been pretty fun listening this whole summer for that stuff. So I've been. I know revisiting old episodes sometimes is a little tough on people. Yeah, but, but you, the key thing is, man, that time frame that you're you're playing these things out 10, 12, 15 minutes, perfect timing for me. I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I love the I love the little little throw out, and especially doing ten cup challenge. Jesus, man, that's great. That is a great <laughs> awesome. song. Awesome. Uh, Want to recommend uh, the movie Prey too? I finally rewatched oh, yeah. that. And, it's a lot better than I thought it was initially. It's it awesome. kicks it kicks tail, man. Probably the best looking <clears throat> predator of all of them so far. So uh It's a good um, one, man. It's 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 pretty good, man. So if anybody's got Hulu out there, it's streaming on Hulu. So it's the fifth movie with Predator in it, so it's not counting the man. alien versus predator movies, so Oh yeah. Anyways. Don't throw yeah. it out there. If you got Hulu, go watch Prey. It's a it's a solid entry in that that series, so I couldn't agree more. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up for the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. This is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anthony. And this is it. Yeah.